think a very important step towards uh, the establishment of this uh, community, Trump Heights. And uh, it uh, holds with pride the name of a very great friend of the state of Israel, and I'm very proud to say a friend of mine, the president of the states, Donald Trump. President Trump celebrated his birthday. And uh, I can't think of a more appropriate and a more beautiful uh, birthday present uh, to present to him than uh, Ramat Trump, than Trump. Ramat Trump, hey guys, did you hear about that? The Golan Heights are now named Trump Heights. How amazing is that? Of course, he was the one who recognized them as being part of Israel. And uh, they're way up on the north side and, and right on the border with Syria. And the Syrians have used that to you know, really hurt the people of Israel. And this is just such a beautiful thing. This is on, on our president's um, Twitter page. I love his Twitter. I follow every tweet. I heart every one of them. I, I, uh, I love them. I, there was a sign. Someone had a sign at the rally last night saying how much they loved his tweets and please keep tweeting President Trump and I agree wholeheartedly. If um, if anyone if anyone doesn't like the tweets, it's likely that they don't follow them. They just hear what others say about them, and that's the only way that we get the truth out, except for Q. You know, is through President Trump's tweets. I'm so thankful for it. Hey guys, I am Melissa, or you red pill the world, whatever. Um, I'm glad you're here. Um, I have something great to tell you about today. I'm going to just scratch the surface about um, the the city of London, which is a corporation, and it's the people who are in the the elected officials of the city of London are not elected <laughs> by the people of England or the people of the, that live in London, what they call London. It's quite confusing and it's intentionally so. So I want to talk about that today um, and, and because it's really helpful. I'm just going to, like I said, scratch the surface, but I'm hoping that you guys, I'm going to give you some things to look at if you have time and be on your commute. You can listen to it and uh, help you to understand how they've enslaved us. This goes back to the colonies and Orange and, you know, William of Orange. So as in the origins, the oranges, as our president said. So, you know, uh, this is another piece of that, what he's been explaining to us. Now, um, yeah, Rama uh, height. Is uh, yeah, so that's just so great. The heights, <laughs> Trump heights, isn't that beautiful? I have something else to tell you before we get into the other two because this is so cool. This is the second time I have caught him doing this. Our president, I think he knows, I don't even know how many languages he knows. He has been preparing for this job for a longer than we can imagine. So, about oh, about a month ago, when he was meeting with um, uh, Kim Jong un, I noticed that. Kim Jong-un said something, obviously in Korean, and he's, and the, immediately the president laughed. I'm like, how did he know the joke? You know, he say something in Korean. I'm not going to laugh because I don't understand Korean. And so I caught him. I caught him that he understood what he said in Korean. And I caught him again. I caught him again. So this time he is, uh, I think he's speaking Polish. Okay, so he was in the, the White House. They're, they've signed some document about something that there's, you know, whatever trade deal. And um, uh, he's wanting to exchange. The president is wanting to exchange the pens. And so he keeps trying to say, you know, exchange, exchange, exchange. And the guy, does, I can't remember his name, but anyway, he doesn't understand what he is saying. And um, anyway, I think he's Poland. Anyway, sorry if it's not, but anyway, whatever it is, listen to what he says. Watch, watch what he says. I, I caught him. 
He knows Polish too. Did you catch that? Women, women are shock or something. I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it again. I'm gonna play it real quick so you can listen to what he says. I don't know. I can't hear it very well. Anyway, so I think it's this word uh, in Google Translate exchange. Womanish, womanish, whatever. Wymieniać się. Wymieniać się. He's saying it really slow on there, but I think that's what the president is saying. Exchange that with me. And so he knows. I mean, that's amazing to me. There's just, he just never ceases to amaze us, does he? It just, he said a word in Polish that this guy understood. All right. So now, I posted this on the community page because I was researching this and um, I knew I wouldn't have time to come on and uh, uh, do a video. So actually I was at the, the rally last night. This is where I was watching our president with, with more people in Texas who are excited about our president. And we had a ag commissioner there and uh, he actually talked about how the, the border is now closed, the Southern border, I guess in Mexico and I guess between them and, and Guatemala. So yeah, it's really tightening up. It's just so exciting to see this happening. So that's where I was. It's, it's been a busy time. And I'm also doing a, 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 a youth uh, day camp with 150 kids. So I'm like, oh, I've got a lot going on. Anyway, but yeah, I told you guys about this, the secret city of London. And I want to try to give you a little a bit of understanding because it's this really key to understanding how they have enslaved us and what they have done uh, and that we we just were asleep we didn't understand the people of England didn't understand we didn't understand you know they they said you know that we had our freedom but we realized that we didn't you know maybe some documents look like we did but we really did not okay and um, you know we're still we're, we've still basically been a colony I think until now. And that's one of the things that um, I'm going to show you on Serial Brain also. All right. So this video right here, I'm going to link this below. I really would encourage you to watch it. Um, and I'm going to show you just a few little parts of it. And before I do, it's, I'm going to show you this is this, right in the middle, the city of London. Okay. And then right next to it is Westminster. And they use them almost interchangeably, but those are separate cities. And the city of London, the people who run that city are not elected by, by the people. Okay. And so we're, we're going to, it's going to talk about that. They call it the square miles. I think it's 10 square miles that are the actual city of London. And so it's the seat of power. So you've got London, you've got DC and you've got the Vatican. And that's the, tr the three parts they call it when they talk about a, a Holy Trinity, they're not talking about the father, son, and Holy spirit. They're talking about this, this Trinity of power in DC London and the Vatican. How creepy is that, right? Okay, so, um, and it's also, they said, this is, um, if you listen to the whole thing, they talk about this is where it goes back to the tale of two cities. So you've got what people think of as London or Westminster, and then you've got the city of London, which is the seat of the financial power, and they aren't taxed. They've got all these loopholes. They don't have the regulations. It's totally run 
any way that it will benefit them financially. And they've continued to quote colonize just like they did way back in the, in the day uh, with William of Orange. And, and, and so they have these quote plantations where their people are basically slaves like in China. And that's how they are able to just amass such extreme wealth because they have control over the politicians, they have control over the taxes, over the regulations, and even as if that's not enough, then they have ta the tax havens where they take their money so that it is uh, gone, they put it on the Cayman Islands or wherever so that it is protected from any taxes at all. So it's like only, remember the, uh, whatever her name was, that uh, that one with the crown, and she's only oh, the poor people pay taxes, right? All right, so I'm gonna start off on this video at 24, uh, 10 and so show, let you listen to these experts. Or they had a veto power, they had control of taxation, they had control of the money coming into the government. And this made uh, the British state different from uh, the French state or other absolutist regimes. And it also gave confidence, very importantly, to those prepared to invest in in public bonds, uh, and so you, you got a, the development of a national debt, uh, which is something that gave steady, reliable income uh, to uh, investors. It was also something that allowed the government in emergencies to raise really huge sums of money and above all to fight wars. Uh, that was the largest item in any 18th century budget was the military side of things, the navy and the armed forces. So when it talks about bonds, think about in your local area that you might have a school bond or some kind of bond that's on your taxes. Whether you see your taxes or not, it may be automatically paid in your mortgage or if you rent, it's already just tucked into your rent. But bottom line, it's it's where that municipality, that city, that county is, uh, is, is uh, every person in that county is, is charged for some kind of bond. Maybe they're building a school or they're building roads or they're uh, building a police department or whatever it is so that they can have more money coming out of your pocket into those coffers. And right now I think they're doing that a lot so that they, they can help pay for some of their legal fees. But in the past, that was how they amassed all this wealth and how they were able to build up this war chest so that if anyone did come against them, they would have the, the ability to fight back. So that, um, that's a big part. Let me see if he has something to well, I think that was that was that part. Okay, then the other part is this golden this golden goose. So this woman is talking about um, oh we need these capitalists because that's where all the business is, originates from because they have the capital and they're going to help business. The problem is they only help their cronies. Then money never trickles down to us. So we've always thought, well, yes, I'm a capitalist. Yes. The problem is it's, but it's not being fairly distributed. It's only being distributed to their people and so that they have control over it. And, and now they get the gold mine and we get the shaft, right? Hold on. Watch this little lady real quick. Things which were often subsidiary to other industries. Um, and a lot of those are around what is now the expanding city of London. And then, so another effect of the significance of finance within London at the moment has been that it has bought up land 
and made land prices impossible for other sectors. And so we've got a huge reduction of the complexity of the economy of the city. Other sectors cannot survive because of the power of the city within the land market. And there's that story of Czechland about the upas tree, you know, the tree under which nothing else can grow. And having a big financial sector is very like that. Nothing else can grow underneath its branches. So it's not a golden goose. It's a tree under which nothing else can grow that actively undermines the possibility of other sectors. I hope that helps you. It's the same thing for us. Like you say, oh, well, they've got all these banks and they're saying they want to make the loan all this money. And it's so impossible to get a loan. It's, it, you know, and, and if you do, you're paying exorbitant interest, right? If you try to get a loan. So if, if to start, let's say if you want to start a business, say, oh, I want to, I want to have a, a Best Buy. It's, it's impossible unless you're in with their cronies. So it's, it's capitalism is, it's just so locked down. So it really prevents people, you know, it really separates the haves and the have-nots, the, the elite from the, from the peasants, right? So, okay, so I want you to see that. Um, also, this guy, his name is Matson, And so at one point he says, okay, I'm going to run for uh, an elected office here in, um, in the city of London, okay? In this, this it's basically a, its own little city that, of the financial district, whatever. And so he's like, he's going to run. Well, somehow or another, he, he wins, <laughs> he wins. And they are like, no, we don't want you in here because you're not one of us. Okay. And so all these people are, they're asking him, well, do you know about the, these voting? And they're like, they don't, they're like, Oh, I never even knew about this voting, whatever. Check it out. I'm afraid not. Who they voted for. I wasn't aware that they had a vote. Uh, I'm a taxpayer. I'm a, I live in the city. Uh, I work in the city. We're in the city now. Um, the city being that, funny little square mile. Um, my local authority is the Corporation of London, and I'm an entrepreneur. You're not talking about the mayoral elections, are you? So the aldermen and the common councillors. Uh, okay, no, no idea. No idea. <laughs> the city, the, or the square mile, has 25 wards in it, and each ward has an alderman, uh, which were abolished everywhere else in the country 20 years ago, I think. Do you know when the last election was? The answer to that <laughs> These 25 wards uh, have a number of common councilmen who increase, have over recent years been the primary body for acting and taking uh, policy decisions. The Court of Common Council is the city's own parliament with powers unequaled in the kingdom. So you receive no information about. No, no, they. No, it's not the sort of thing that they would um, they would speak to us about. No. Um, so you've not been asked about who your company should vote for. Mm, nope. And so you presumably were, didn't receive any information about the election itself. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, not that I'm aware of. Certainly not at my level. Now, if you look at city elections, both for common council and for aldermen, the vast proportion of them are not contested. You know, it's agreed, oh, we'll have Joe in, you know, he's a good bloke, or we'll put Fred up next time and so forth. Kind of an old boy's oh, Absolutely, you know, Buggins' turn. But I don't know where else in the world now where there isn't at least some form of election and democratic uh, accountability for city government. And here we I hope I hope you guys are getting this. So in the city of London, this is 
you know, the, the ones who are, are they're elected by the, the, the corporation and the, the, the regular people don't have a say. I mean, this is like, this is like back to the, you know, the kings and you know, the royalty or whatever and, and lords and ladies type of thing. It's not, it's not a democratic process, truly, at all. We have a group of people who are elected by business and a small number of electors. It is literally archaic. I was approached by some partners in what is one of the top five legal firms, Allen and Overy. And so I agreed to stand and was proposed and seconded to be a candidate in the election. I had a, a, a sufficiently um, recognised reputation as a not exactly, you know, um, docile <laughs> conformist. Um, the, the system, uh, the establishment, um, wanted to um, make sure that they had their own candidate. So the election took place with these two candidates. The unknown me, standing on a clearly specific reform platform, saying that things are wrong, things need to be changed and addressed. I never forget, because the Lord Mayor is a returning officer, and the Lord Mayor, all his regator on, we were in this room, um, and it was Mats and Mats and Mats and Mats and other candidates. Okay, so this guy's name is Matson. <laughs> That's Matson right there. Like, what do you mean? How can we, how are we ended up, elect, this guy getting elected? Somehow or another, we, we always keep it so logged down and clamped down. How in the world is he going to get to win? And so um, the head of this, the entire body uh, politic supposed is is called the Lord Mayor. Not to be confused with the Mayor of London. This is the Lord Mayor. Okay, so it's a totally different uh, section. And so the the um, there's someone actually in this group who ends up getting to be on the House of Commons in the, the Parliament the, for, the, for the supposedly the regular people, right, uh, running the city government. Um, it's, it's very confusing because it's basically you're like, why do we have two separate governments? And that's what it's called, the tale of two cities. Okay, so it's really two city governments that are running this thing. So anyway, so this is a funny story because they're like, how did you get in here? You don't belong. But so check it out. You know, and I got 80, 79 or 80 percent of the vote. I mean, shock horrors, they've elected the wrong man. <laughs> and um, it really was then all knives out because the Court of Aldermen, these 25, they had a, I think it was a Edward II or something, a 1252 law, Act of Parliament, which allowed the Court of Aldermen to reject somebody elected by the people if he wasn't a fit and proper person. And uh, I shall never forget dressing up in my morning coat and going into the Court of Aldermen, you know, it's very dramatic, you know, all these 25 guys in their red robes and so forth sitting around the head. Um, and, and questioning me in a sort of, you know, literally, uh, close the doors, lock the doors, everybody else gone, you know, it's highly secret. And again, that, you know, secrecy at the heart of the Corporation of London um, is, is, I find, very uh, offensive. You know, I believe in open government and transparency. Anyway, I was quizzed for a half an hour and so forth, and eventually the Lord Mayor said, you're not a fit and proper person. Get out. The head of a state within a state. For here, he is monarch over all except his king. One of a line unbroken for 700 years. The Lord Mayor of London. So that's the Lord Mayor right there. And they sent that guy packing. They're like, according to our rules, you're not a fit and proper person. So get out. Oh, these people. Oh, I'm so ready for these, this whole thing. And if you think about that, just translate that into your little city and my little city. And, and it's the same type of thing. 
we're we're running this good old boy system and this is the way we're going to run it and you get out and you don't have any say oh i'm so ready i just hope our president somehow is going to be able to reach and, and of those 100,000 sealed indictments some of those will apply to your town and mine so that those who have been causing us so much grief are going to be you're going to be out Oh, no, no. All right. So now um, they're saying, okay, well, so if you really want to protest something, you go going to Westminster in their case, in this, the, the other city is really not going to help because these guys, these guys right here are the ones who really truly run the, the, the thing. Okay. So that's the, in, in our case, in our little city or wherever you are, it's the same thing is we've got to get to the people who actually do run the, run the deal. So they, they've got a, they have a, up here, they were talking about a, um, trying to figure out, you know, what is the financial statement because it, the books are to totally cooked and, and you're like, you can't figure out, you know, you know, where is the money and, and, and because the whole thing is just, it's just so um, corrupt. It's, you can't even get to the bottom of it. It's just such a big mess. Anyway, so they went to the, the marching though in the streets in the city of London against these very people saying that, you know, because they control the purse strings over, over the financial markets, over like their, their, um, wall street over there, whatever they call it over in, in London. And so that it's just impossible for you to, to, to be able to make any you know headway. So let me see if I can find that where they were having a, um, the, the, anyway, at one point they were having a, a march on the city. But um, it, something that he was talking about was, and what, you'll have to watch the video, but that and I was not really that aware of Occupy Wall Street, and I'm not even still to this day, but he was talking about that Occupy Wall Street was really about making sure that when it's capitalism, that the money is freely spread to the people. It's not just for the elite. And I to be honest, I didn't realize that that was what the issue was with Occupy Wall Street, that they were saying this capitalism is only, is not fair if it's not done evenly and equally. Uh, and it's only left for the their buddies and the, and the cronies and the, and the, the elite quote. All right. So yeah, that was, um, that was helpful. Uh, anyway, anyway. Oh, and then the guy in the house of commons, they have one of their little crony guys that's from the city of London go and sit on the house of commons. So he knows every, everything that's going on. And so he makes sure that, uh, that they make sure that the, the laws suit, they basically get final authority of, over whatever laws are done in, in Westminster because they're like, we, we're, we're really running this thing. Okay. And when you start to, when you start to scratch the surface of this, you're like, okay, now I get it. Now it all makes sense. And when you realize that these people, they own the city banks, they own, I mean, they not city banks specifically, but they own these different banks, the bank of London or whatever. And so that trickles down to your little bank in your town or the, 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 you know, who knows they, they, they like we own Wells Fargo. It all is interconnected. So it, it, how it, it affects, you personally okay in your in your finances with your mortgage and your you know whatever it all ends up flowing to them all right so i thought that was really helpful and i thought you would be interested to know that and that they don't have the regulations that apply to us they don't have the taxes that apply to us it's all run whatever suits them the best and whatever causes us to be to have to pay 
and to have to, to be out of power. Okay. So I thought that was going to be helpful. All right. So there's other, the other things are that when they years ago, when William of Orange, let me see if I can find that. This is the William the third of Orange and I have not researched this. So this is something for you guys to help me research and you can post some things if you want to on the, uh, in the comments below, if you know more about this or have links on videos about this, I'm just starting to look into this, but, um, he was a sovereign Prince of Orange from birth, uh, Holland and Zealand and Gelderland and uh, over Giesel, whatever in the Dutch Republic from 1672 and the King of England, Ireland and Scotland from 1689 into his death. So he was, you know, helping to this maintain uh, manage this financial boondoggle okay orange the isn't that funny the sovereign prince of orange william the third okay and then that they, when they colonized not only america they colonized um australia and india and all over and making these plantations and so slave labor so that's how they amassed all this wealth okay and they um, one of the things it talks about on the serial brain, I think that was on his video, uh, serial brain, UK riddle solved. And the reason POTUS tweeted Prince of Wales. So I'll put the link to that video too, because he's talking about how yeah, you, you know, just because we had, um, uh, you know, we say we had, we were set free and we don't, we were no longer their colony. It, technically we are, we still have been, that, that was, that was just a, that was just their fakery to think that make us think that we were free because they were, they still have had control of us. And what he's talking about, and I'm going to show you this one here is this little video. He's talking about how we are now as of the most recent visit from our, with our president in the UK, that we have been finally set free. I hope that that is the case. As we know, Q has said that we, every country will be set free and all of the, the central banks will be to where the, the capital is going to the people and not just to these creeps. Okay. So this, I want you to see this one also, because this, I'm going to make it bigger um, so that you can see what, um, what happened on this, this trip to, to the UK. All right, here we go dive into the 10 tweet riddle that I pointed out in the last video. Tweet 1. The subject matter is revealed. First video. Conquest of the Three City Empire. We have the arrival of U.S. military might. We have Queen in Green. Green light. You won. Congratulations. We have Melania in white. Conversion time. Welcome aboard UK White Hats. We have at Q equals 17, troop review, no queen, prince left behind, winning. Then on the far right, religious conquest at 34, Westminster Abbey. We have also the financial conquest, the London perimeter. Look at those tweet pictures. Okay, so are you? I hope you're catching all of this. This is, um, it's, he's telling us what's happening in, in his pic in pictures even though we're not necessarily getting it out in words in in um in uh in in the paper <laughs> in the in the uh, on the tv we're seeing that you know why in the world would um you know why would in the world would he have you know the, him be left behind it's like we're you're no longer running all of this anymore which is amazing yeah and um, 
Yeah, and so she, they have been ruling us for all these years, and now some, <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, and we also know that Theresa May had to step down. So these people have been, um, they've, we've won. We've won. Uh, Q's told us that. And so we're seeing that played out before our very eyes, even though we're not seeing it you know, explained in the media. But yeah, it's, this is what's happening. I was just listening to him before I came on to do this video. And, and uh, Hannity was asking our president, you know, what about what do you think about this in you know, China or Russia? He said, you don't have to worry about a thing. <laughs> I loved it. I can just, because I, I know what's going on behind the scenes that, you know, we're, we're through the storm. We really are. It's very exciting. So anyway, I want to play that again. Green light, you won. Congratulations. We have Melania in white. Conversion time. Welcome aboard UK White Hats. We have at Q equals. What it means by White Hats is that the, now the, their, their intelligence agency is, is now on our side and 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 working with us and not and, and the bad guys that were at the top of their intelligence agency have been removed so that they cannot do um, uh, work against us right because they were the ones who I mean and it's all really because this whole Russia hoax they know the whole thing was a hoax the steel thing the whole thing is just come down around their ears and those people are no longer a, in power and now you've got truly good people who are being who are, who are running it and they realize that if, you know and that's really why may had to resign because that's really even though they, they didn't they didn't come out and say it in the news that's why she had to resign because this is all you know she she was it's it's a, an act of war what she did to try to to you know remove a sitting president of the united states it's crazy okay continue 17 troop review no queen prince left behind winning then on the far right religious conquest at 34 westminster abbey we have also the financial conquest the london perimeter look at those tweet pictures i wonder if some of these pictures are showing yes you know we've signed this over we've restored the documents that were originally you know you know, so that you're, so that we're not trying to run America anymore, and I don't know what what these papers they're looking at are, but I have a feeling it has something to do with no longer having U.S. Inc., where the City of London or all these creeps are controlling America and and running us as a core as their corporation, as their colony. Tweet two, the Duke of York accompanies the President of the United States to meet with the Prime Minister and business leaders. The owner of the U.S. corporation is revealed here. We have the tweet on the far left, retweeted at 7.48.03. On day two of the U.S. state visit, the Duke of York and Prime Minister at Theresa May welcomes the President Donald J. Trump at St. James Palace for a UK-U.S. Senior Business Leaders Group Breakfast Meeting. Capital letters, 514. They're all willingly supporting enslavement equals 514. The owner of the United States Federal Corporation equals 514. Huh, interesting. Q748, think children, think slaves, think 
sheep decoded message. Even though the UK royal family claims to not interfere in political matters, it is very present when it comes to big business and international trade deals. The reason is to be found in the history of the kingdom and the way the Commonwealth was designed. In essence, the Commonwealth is the wealth of dependent countries and businesses aggregated in the Queen's hands. In the case of the United States, their ownership started with the 1606 Charter of Virginia and ended with Trump. Tweet number three, the steel problem. We have this tweet on the far left, 8.52 a.m. for June. Why was the hunt for removed in Q852? Also Q852 below Red October steel plant. On the far right, we have Christopher Steele, XMI6, Glenn Simpson, founder, GPS Fusion, decoded message. Christopher Steele was a plant hired by HRC and positioned in the U.S. intelligence system. His mission was to create and inject false information about Trump with the help of his friend, Glenn Simpson. This operation was conducted by Brennan, Clapper, and Comey and was authorized by Hussein and UK Prime Minister Theresa May. I will shortly leave the job that it has been the honor of my life to hold. The second female Prime Minister, but certainly not the last. I do so of my life to hold. The second female Prime Minister, but certainly not the last. I do so with no ill will but with enormous and enduring gratitude to have had the opportunity to serve the country I love. Tweet number four, Theresa May had to go. We have the tweet from President Trump. Thank you at Theresa May. I find that interesting. You know, there's no doubt that she left. It was really about this whole Russia gate debacle and so yeah they they really you know made nice and smile and the queen's smiling and everyone's looking all happy and they're and basically trump is allowing them to you know save face really for the good of the world uh, not to say that they won't at some point um uh, be prosecuted i'm not it's, it's just we've just got to get past this this hurdle uh this big bump in the road but yeah she has um she had to step down for a very good, very good reason, not what they're what they're making it out to be. So about Brexit, it wasn't about Brexit. So here's the rest of that. Those capital letters add up to 53. Be best, 53. Be fierce equals 53. Then we have former CI analyst Larry Johnson accuses United Kingdom intelligence of helping Obama administration spy on the 2016 Trump presidential campaign at OANN. We have Q950, Pompeo is Trump's guy. At head of CIA, gather intel on all the shady CIA blank we've done both here and overseas, moves to State Department to use that intel to help free the world from the CIA you know what. Trust Kansas, Q. Then we have this awesome image. When I think that's pretty much what I wanted you to see from that. So yeah, this is, uh, you might want to check out this video. I think it's they did a he did a really good job um, explaining what's going on with that UK visit, and so now um, 
this other video that I've, that I've been talking about here is really helping us to see how that we have been their corporation and all signs point to that we are set free from them. And it sure would be a pleasant surprise if that's what the president rolls out for the 4th of July, saying this is truly our day of freedom from those who have been oppressing us. And, you know, the question is how many people really understand that. And, you know, so much of it, so much of it will just be more and more light, more and more understanding as we go on. All right, so this is another video I'm going to put here, The Spider's Web, Britain's Second Empire. Okay, um, so this one is a, a really, a lot of people have already seen it, 1.8 million people. So this is a really great one to help you understand how they have colonized the world. I haven't watched this one. That's going to be one it's on my, my list. Uh, at the twilight of the British Empire, bankers, lawyers, and accountants from the city of London set up a spider's web of offshore secrecy jurisdiction that captured wealth from across the globe and funneled it to London. Isn't that just lovely? That's, that's treason and crimes against humanity on the highest order. I don't even know if there's a word. We likely do not even have a word for such a thing as that. And then Treasure Island. Okay, so we've heard of the book Treasure Island and there's a, you know, the, the this book by you know Robert Louis Stevenson. And this is just a, they made this as a hoax because the true crime is Treasure Island where they send their money to offshore accounts like the Cayman Islands and that's how they avoid the regulations and the taxes and and uh, hide their ill-gotten gains it's just a money laundering scheme and because they have control of this uh, you know uh, like the Cayman Islands is a British holding and so then they it's just a one different laws apply so they can just go and wash their little money in the in the ocean and and uh and be able to 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 do all their crimes and get away with it so that is you know that's that's what serial brain's talking about as well as these other videos i was i was showing you all right um then interesting bar not our attorney general but the, like the bar exam if you're going to become a an attorney um, it, did you know that it stands for British Accreditation, Accreditation Registry? I did not know that. I had no idea what it stood for. I don't know how you'll realize that, but that's, that is really what it is. It's, it's being, a, uh, being an Esquire for the Crown. You know, really, it's, it's a British registry. It's not even American. It's a, it's, you are being able to, to uh you know, be a, a, an attorney for the crown. So well, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so that's even the very name of, of the bar exam. It's not even to become a, 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 on the American registry of law. It's for the British. Wow. Um, anyway, so yeah, so you might just look into this one uh, and, and I'll put the link to that below also. All right. Um, he also mentioned last night, irredeemable. I wonder if you guys have really thought about that because I know we, we laugh about saying that we're deplorable. Deplorable is just talking about how someone's, you know, just terrible and no good and evil or whatever. But irredeemable, as our president said last night, goes even a step further. And it really goes to the heart of 
um, the power of God, really. Okay, so redeem means that you buy something back. And how it, how does our Lord Jesus redeem us? He pays off our debt. We have had a sin debt against God. We have sin debts against people, but we have sin debts against the Lord God. And we had a debt we could not pay. We couldn't pay it. We, there's, we don't have uh, the ability to pay on this account in heaven to pay for sins. What do you do to pay for sins? You can't pay for sins with just doing a bunch of good things. You, you know, it's just like going to a judge and saying, well, you know, I, I don't want to have to go to prison for, for this crime. Well, he's like, this is a different, this is a court. And you have to follow these rules on this court. This in God's uh, uh, economy is a heavenly court. You don't, we don't have a choice of how that heavenly court is. It meets out justice. And so we could not pay this debt. We couldn't wash out this sin and we couldn't pay for it. And so when our Lord Jesus said, I'm going to redeem you, I'm going to pay your debt. I'm going to pay your debt off. Imagine if someone came along and, and paid your mortgage, you know, you're like, you would just, you would just love them forever. But how much more when it's our Lord Jesus and he wipes out your sin debt forever. It's amazing. And that is what he does. He's, he redeems us. So the, the, the picture is that someone is a, a slave and, and, and they are, they've sold themselves into servitude. And it probably even talks about that. We are translated out of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. So we've been in this, in this slavery to sin and to the darkness until the Lord Jesus came in and he says, I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to pay off what you owe to the, to the dark side, to the devil and say, Nope, I, they belong to me now. I'm, they're being translated into my kingdom. And, um, so that's really what redeem is about. Just say if someone was a, had, had sold themselves into slavery, they're a, they're a uh, in debtor's prison. You can say, okay, what is the debt that they owe? I will pay that so that they can be set free. That is what redeem is about. Okay. And so irredeemable is to say, basically to say, God can't even redeem you. You can't, you are so past redemption. Well, that strikes to the heart of the blood of Christ. The Bible says, um, First Peter, it says, um, you, were not, you were not bought with precious things like silver or gold, but you were bought with the precious blood of Christ, as of a, of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I'll put that, that Bible verse below, too. It, this, is, this is how he redeemed us, with his own blood. To say that his blood would not be efficacious, would not be satisfactory to wash away someone's sin, is to really go more toward his ability rather than our evil because the blood of Christ is sufficient to pay for all. You can never imagine that the father would look at someone and say, Nope, the blood of Christ is not enough to wash away your sin. So irredeemable really strikes at, at the power of God and, and, the, and the efficacy of the blood of Christ. Okay, so, all right, I just wanted to share that with you. He talked about that last night. So, redeem is to buy off, buy or pay off, to clear the payment, to clear the debt. And another thing I found out today, or a couple of days ago, at the Ebenezer, remember that old song, for you who remember the old hymns that we would sing, here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. Remember? Um, and 
it's that you have that Ebenezer that you raise and say, God has helped me again and again and again and again and again. And so this, I was like, I want to look up Ebenezer and look what I found. It's the stone of help. If you guys have seen the, the videos I did on the stone of destiny, the stone that was the Jacob's pillar that, that he slept on that pillow at, um, on the mountain and he, saw the angels ascending and descending and they carried that, that stone with them all through out from then on all the way in through Egypt and into the promised land of uh, uh, the, the wilderness. And that's what Moses hit with the rod and the water poured forth and they carried it and all of the Kings were coronated on that stone. That's the Ebenezer. Oh my goodness. Isn't that amazing? The stone of help that God has helped them. And, and he's that, that whenever they would look at that stone, they were like, God has helped us again and again and again and again. And that's the same thing for us. Now we see that the stone was taken to Ireland and all the kings were coronated on that stone. And so we saw that that stone was then, yes, it was taken into, into England by these usurpers, these, these ones in England who have, have enslaved us. But then this, that stone was taken back. And I, I don't really know where it is right now. It's, uh, I'm thinking it's in Scotland somewhere. I, I don't know. But bottom line, that stone is the true stone. Because there's a fake one in England. And they know that. They, they, they actually sent back the fake stone. So I'm not sure where the real stone is. But the, um, this Ebenezer means the stone of help. And I feel very confident it's the, it's the very that, that same stone that we're talking about, the stone of destiny. One day, I think, I think it's going to be revealed where that is, and as as well as the Ark of the Covenant. If you've seen my videos on the uh, video on the Ark of the Covenant, I think it's like four hundred fifty thousand views now because that has been found also. So all these things are going to be revealed in this great day of revelation. So I hope you enjoyed that. I've got to run. I'm exhausted. I've had such a big day. Um, and I just, uh, I wanted to come on and just say a real quick hello and, uh, and for us to pray together, continue to pray for our, for our city as well as our, of course our wonderful president and, um, as well as, um, just this, this, the, the, the thing that we're having at our, with our school board, please pray for our, um, our, um, uh, the 150 kids coming to this day camp, all these things. Lord, I thank you that you are our stone of help. You are that rock uh, that is always there for us and helps us through every situation and that you give us the strength to do what you've called us to do. We, we thank you that you're, we look back and we see time after time after time after time how you've helped us and how you've seen us through and how you give us the, the power to do uh, what is impossible uh, in a human strength, our the arm of flesh will, will fail us, but we trust in your power in, within us. Oh Lord, we thank you for what we're seeing this great day of revelation. We just pray for our president and all those who are white hats uh, that that um, that you would embolden them and encourage them as we are completely set free. We pray that all those are in any position of authority who are doing evil and taking from people that they will be removed, that they'll be exposed and the people will wake up and they will, will not follow any kind of uh, corruption or corrupt official anymore. Uh, we, we just thank you, Lord, that you are doing this for us and setting us free. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus name.
Amen. All right, guys, love you, and I will talk to you as soon as I can. All right, bye.